Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Cheers, my friends. I have a hot tea. Sunday evening. Keeping it casual. And also, this week, been kind of under the weather. Which, to be, you know, really shouldn't be to the surprise of anyone, since almost everyone I know has been under the weather in one way or another over the past couple weeks. And it finally hit me. Got me this week. So... Had not the most productive week, but still enough things got done. You know, working on a lot of new stuff with Sykes and a New Violence. We're churning out some new songs. We're getting ready for some shows we got coming up. I'll be dropping some dates here in a minute. Working on new Greywalker stuff. We're going to be dropping something new pretty soon down the line here. Uh, But aside from that, just kind of was a pretty low-key week. I'm not sponsored by... Hello Fresh or Green Chef in any way, but me and Stacy did Green Chef and that came this week. We got the vegan kit. We are not necessarily vegans, but we wanted to try cooking some vegan stuff at home. And uh, one of those, you know, meal delivery kits, they send you all the stuff. I'd never done anything like that before. And we've been having fun. We've made two of the three meals so far. One was pretty good. The other one was all right. We'll see. We'll probably make the third one tomorrow. Uh, so that was pretty cool cooking at home. No, I don't, that's probably not even that interesting. I don't know if you're into food and stuff again, they don't sponsor the show. So I don't even know why I'm shouting them out. I was kind of telling you about my week. Somebody else that doesn't sponsor the show, but I do want to tell you about is sugar spell scoops that vegan ice cream plate again, vegan stuff again. Uh, apparently all this vegan stuff is creeping into my life this week, but, uh, they opened up in Sharpsburg, and me and Stacy got to go this week, finally, and that was awesome. That place is really cute. The stuff that they have there is really good. I liked what I had. Stacy liked what she had, and uh, we'll be back. So if you haven't had a chance to check that out yet, and you're in the Pittsburgh area, go over to Sharpsburg and check out Sugar Spell Scoops. Even if, don't let the whole, like, vegan ice cream thing throw you off. In terms of, like, vegan stuff and vegetarian stuff a lot of people are figuring out some really 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 good tasty ways to put to put out the i can't talk put out some like great tasting product that's like you know plant-based so give it a whirl if you're interested and if you're skeptical i definitely suggest giving it a whirl because who knows maybe you'll change your mind and you'll learn something and there's uh i think there's a lot of positivity that comes from uh you know shifting a negative or a um, skeptical perception of something to turning that into something positive through life experience. And maybe something as simple as vegan ice cream can do that for you. I don't know. Anyways, check them out. Just wanted to shout that out real quick. Um, Last night, Arcane Haven versus Grey Walker. It was a metal show and it was also a video game tournament. Us, Grey Walker, 
battled Arcane Haven in a game of Marvel vs. Capcom 2 on the Sega Dreamcast live at the event to determine who was going to headline the show. That was a lot of fun. In case you're wondering, Greywalker did win, but it was a very, very, very close game. Arcane almost got us, but it was a good time. Shout outs to our friends from Michigan of Virtue. If you are into, I'm just going to say like modern, heavy music, not necessarily like metal per se, but you know, like heavy breakdowny stuff with like clean vocals and catchy hooks. I'm trying to refrain from saying like pop focused metal, but that's kind of what it is. Of Virtue's really fucking good at it, so give them a listen. And shout-outs to our friends in Gator Shakes, Pittsburgh-based band. Really cool dudes, really awesome live band. Uh, they brought out some cool people, positive vibes all around, and uh, yeah, all, all the love to those dudes. And uh, if you didn't get the chance to check out that show, you're not going to get a chance to check out Greywalker until the end of April. We're taking a little break from Pittsburgh shows. We have some out-of-town stuff booked, but we won't be in Pittsburgh until the end of April. I'm not going to mention those dates right now, but I will let you know that on March 16th, Sykes and the New Violence is going to be playing at Club Cafe over in the South Side. That same night, Grey Walker it will be in Youngstown, Ohio, which isn't too far away, so maybe some of you actually live closer to Youngstown than Pittsburgh, but uh, we're playing at the West Side Bowl that same night, a little bit later, so going to be packing up the gear after the Sykes show and shooting, shooting across state lines to play another gig, so uh, that should be fun. Uh, March 21st, haven't announced this one publicly yet, but we're going to be announcing it this week. I don't have any problem announcing it a little early on the show, though. But Sykes and the New Violence is going to be doing a pretty interesting one-off gig over at Scratch Food and Beverage, which is up in Troy Hill, right down the street from my house. Uh, there is a restaurant bar. They've been having live entertainment on, I believe it's the third Thursdays of every month. And Don, who owns Scratch and has also been on the podcast before, reached out asked for us to play so hey he's into it so we're gonna do it it's a uh, it's a pretty it'll it should be a pretty intimate experience uh in the most positive way it's gonna be pretty interesting uh if you don't have anything going on i think that it'd be really cool to see some of you people come out so we don't feel so strange playing in a in a restaurant doing our thing but i think uh i think it's gonna be I think it'll be fun. If the right people come, it'll be a fucking blast. So definitely mark your calendars for that one. If you want to see us playing way outside of our element and playing a way longer set, like we're going to be playing for almost an hour and a half. Like it's going to be two smaller sets, two sets kind of broken up, but pretty much about an hour and a half's worth of music, actually playing a lot of stuff that we haven't played live in a while. So that should be fun. I'm looking forward to that. Obviously, I look forward to anything and everything that comes with uh, playing shows because I am a musician and I like what I do. God damn it. Yeah. And then the day after that, March 22nd, Sykes is going to be DJing now at the new emo night karaoke nights that they have just moved. They used to be at Mr. Small's Funhouse. They have been moved to the Smiling Moose. Those are going to be 
um, every month. I think that's like the third or fourth Friday. I guess that's the third Friday of every month. I really need to get my shit together, but it's March 22nd is the first one at the Smiling Moose, and I will be DJing downstairs. The live karaoke will be upstairs. I'm going to be not, it won't be like super similar to the MySpace night things. I don't think I'll be playing as much pop focused stuff, but kind of in the same era of music, pretty much the same kind of stuff you would expect to hear. The emo night karaoke, I'll be spinning downstairs. So if that's your fucking come of tea, come out and uh, say hi. Yeah, I'll be there spinning the hits. Mm-hmm. So... Moving forward here, I uh, just want to remind everybody that uh, you can rate and review the show, like and subscribe, or whatever, you know, Facebooks, YouTubes, Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you're listening to the podcast or watching the podcast right now. Be sure to take a couple extra steps, thumbs up a video, comment on something, whatever. It, just, it helps, supposedly, and it makes me feel a little good to know that you know you're paying attention and you're enjoying the show but if there's anything that you're not enjoying like maybe these long unnecessary intros i've been doing leave it in the comments and maybe i'll stop doing them but until then i'm gonna i'm gonna keep doing them because i like telling you people about what's going on in my life so moving on to listener questions we're only gonna do one this week mainly only because i put up a post about a half hour ago looking for questions and only one came through. I mean, it is Sunday at 9.30 at night. And the funny thing about that is that this question really pertains to maybe the reason why nobody answered my post, which is from the homie Joe Craft. And he asks, when do you think is the most effective time to make Instagram and Facebook posts? I'm really curious if that has anything to do with the fact that I was asking people for questions at like 930 on a Sunday evening. If he was like taking an ironic jab at me for doing that or if he was genuinely interested. So from the perspective of taking an ironic jab at me, touche, because you are the only fucking person that left a comment on the post. But if you are genuinely curious, I don't know necessarily if there is a like effective time or most effective time to post on your social media platform. Uh, at least I haven't noticed it. And there's also things where like I will post something and then people are liking that post for like the next two or three days because it's hitting different people's news feeds at different times. So it seems like no matter what time of the day I post something, it generally gets some sort of uh, engagement eventually. It just might not be right away. So I don't know if that's everybody's experience or if that's just me. Maybe your question should be, you know, when do you think is the most effective time to post something on like Instagram or Facebook and get posts like or get reactions to your post quicker, like right in the moment. And I don't know. Genuinely, uh, I, the whole social media thing has me real fucked up. I feel like people are on their phones all the fucking time. So that it seems like there really isn't necessarily a bad time to post. 
So like usually I post around lunchtime and then I post like a little like post dinner time is when I post the most. And I'm not necessarily saying that like I'm like the the king of social media engagement or anything, but I feel like the stuff that I put out into the world generally gets the reaction from it that I would expect. And those are the times of the day that I post. So I don't know. I think a lot of it goes into knowing your your friends and the people that you are connected with online and observing like when they're posting things and when they're online, maybe you could like keep up with your messenger if you're on desktop and see how many people are like active on your uh on messenger right now. Like I'm looking at it right now and it says that there are 352 people f- on on Facebook out of my uh, however many friends that I have on Facebook, which I don't know the exact number. I'm going to try to look at it right now. Okay. So according to Facebook, I have 2,926 friends on my personal account. And according to Facebook, 353 of them are online right now. So I don't know. That's not a great percentage. But I also don't really keep track of this. Maybe you could. Maybe I will. Maybe for a fun experiment, you know, let's do this. How about you know, I will uh, try to keep track of this throughout the week and see how that number fluctuates. Get an idea of when people are online the most, and then maybe start posting at those times. Maybe that'll work for me. Maybe you could try that out. Maybe it'll work for you too. Or maybe I'll just keep doing things the way that I've been doing it which I think is a little healthier. And that's just, if I have something to post, I'll kind of just pick up my phone or get on my laptop and I'll kind of post it. And then I'll set down my phone or close my laptop and go about my business. And maybe people will see it. Maybe they won't, but I don't know. I guess I'm just a little old school. That's going to be it for listener questions this week. Let's get into this week's guest. He's been on the show before. I've known this dude for a really, really long time. He's a peer of mine in the uh, the indie rap community in Pittsburgh. His name is Cody Cody Jones. If you don't know him, you should definitely uh, stick around and get to know him. And for those of you that do know him, this conversation will hopefully entertain and enlighten and uh, let you know a little bit more about his new album that he just put out. We're going to get into all the nitty-gritty details of that here in a minute. So how about I shut the fuck up, and we get into this week's conversation with my dude, Cody Cody Jones. Sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat. Live. Well, not live. One day, maybe it'll be live. Maybe. Do you think you would do live ones? I would if I had like another engineer. If this was some sort like monetizable to a point that I could pay somebody else to be here. Yeah, that would be tight. Yeah. Have you ever? Um, wasn't didn't Black Forge do a couple like podcast like events where people like recorded their podcasts live? I did one. I did my three year anniversary there. Okay. Maybe it was um, yours that I saw. And I did, some other people might have done stuff there. Was it there. like a live interview with someone or how, what was it? I did a panel. I got like five guests oh, okay. that had I, already been on the yeah. show before and just did like a little like 
I don't know, one of these bullshit, like, what's going on in the scene conversations yeah. that now just, like, really fucking boil my piss. Like, they're so, it's so, it's so fucking stupid. And I'm taking part in another one of them this week, actually, that yeah. somebody, somebody else is hosting. And I don't know. I hope I'm not in a bad mood that day. Because, I mean, I genuinely want the same thing everybody else wants, but everybody's just like, I don't know, put Pittsburgh on the map. And it's like, why don't you just worry about your fucking self? Yeah. It's like everybody thinks that if like more people give a shit about Pittsburgh music, it's somehow going to make their trickle down to them. It's, yeah, it's somehow going to trickle down it's to like, them. It's I don't know not. if you heard a trickle down in <laughs> economics, but it did not work out before. Yeah, no, it's I don't know. But that's just my my perspective. And yeah. I'm I'm only I'm only one one person that's been trying to make the same mediocre shit happen for the past decade. So what do I know? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I don't know. I feel like everyone has that, like, I don't even want to say, like, introductory phase, but everyone at least goes through that where they're like, yeah, like, let's do it. Yeah. And I, and I, then I'm like, totally. We might be slightly jaded. Yeah. I wouldn't say jaded. I just think that I think I'm over being jaded. Yeah. You know, like, I'm past that. I, okay. I see that. Cause I, well, the point I'm at, I'm like, whatever. I don't care anymore. I'm doing it. This is it. It's out. It's there. It doesn't affect me, mm-hmm. you know. I just like it annoys me when I see so many people pointing fingers and trying to tell other people what they think should be going on when they're not even doing anything themselves. It's not even they don't even like pay it. It's like they don't even follow like practice what you preach, like <laughs> that kind of thing. Like I just don't see that. Yeah, but yeah. Anyways. Let's talk about them. More talk about you oh, returning to the show. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me again. My dude. Yeah. Cody, this, Cody, 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 Cody Jones. As many times as you want. Yeah. Every year you should add one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not like one of those rappers who hides my age, but I don't know if I want to say Cody 31 times. <laughs> uh, you were one of like the first dozen people to ever be on the show, I think. I think you're like episode seven or some shit yeah. like that. That uh, was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. And that it's was... crazy to see how much like your setup's grown. This is sick. We're, like uh, yeah, this is, uh, this April is going to be the fifth year anniversary That's of the insane. fucking podcast. And I think this is going to be episode, I think you're 202. Okay. So that's, now, I mean, uh, uh, there's so much has fucking happened. years. 202 episodes. Yeah. Because you were doing them every week for a while and then you like yeah. slow down and yeah. take a break. And it's, back to, it? it's back to weekly. Okay. But there do have you been... do like a season where you'll like have a cutoff so you can like take time to chill or you just... No. Now I'm in a groove that's working really well. Yeah. Uh, before I just, I didn't man, I just didn't have it scheduled. I wasn't managing it right. Yeah. But now things yeah. are good. I'm back. I mean, I know when I hit you up, like however long ago, I was like, Hey, this album's coming out. If you want to do something, you're like, mm, February was today the 17th. Yeah. 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 I was like, Holy shit. You're like at 7 PM. I was like, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know if I'll change my underwear tonight. And you know, like, what are you going to be doing later? This is crazy. Yeah. There's so much that's going on. The only way I can really keep it afloat is if everything's just hyper scheduled. Like yeah. Super micromanaged. That's, that's awesome. I wish I would do more of that because I, I have mean, like, such it's a never too late to start. I, I did start actually. So I have like a to-do list in my room and like, there's three different categories like music, skateboarding which like for internet it's not it's not like do 100 kickflips it's like things i need to do for like uh the skate company and then like music shit and i'm starting to like schedule times in there so i can be like okay like this night these hours this is like you have to just even just sit and just stare at like your notebook and pretend like you're writing totally 
I don't know. And I'm going to tell people it's band practice because I notice when you tell people you're like doing something by yourself, they're like, oh, well, you can just do it later. It's like, that's not how this works. Yeah. So I'm gonna be like, I got band practice that night. Can't hang out. They're like, you're in a band? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. With my computer. Yeah. I had a really funny idea for a music video for you that just popped in my for head. Me? Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Because you had mentioned like the do 100 kick flips. Yeah. It'd be really, that would be a funny concept for a video, like trying to get like a concept of you trying to get better at skateboarding <laughs> and having like all these like ridiculous sort of uh, tasks pinned on the board and like, uh, like one of those like montage training things. Yeah. But, like that for skateboarding and yeah. rapping. Oh my God. Yeah. It'd, It'd be, be like, a- uh, Quote this Buster Rhymes verse four times. While kick flipping. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, I mean. So we had casually dropped that you have a new album coming out and a release show and all these things. You know, for anybody that doesn't know you, you are a hip hop artist, an MC, a indie rapper, a however you want to call it. Yeah. I'll I'll take all that. And you have just put out an album digitally. Yeah. The. the physicals drop on Friday as well. But, yeah. Um, so this Friday is going to be your album release show. Yeah. Which by the time this episode goes out, the album that shows already happened. Yeah. And it so, was, I'll just go on record and say it was a pretty me- mediocre time. No, it was, it was tight. <laughs> it was a blast. Everybody, people were hanging off the ceiling oh, rafters and I mean, it is rock room. So who knows yeah. anything can happen, but that was in the front bar room, not the show room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot crazier outside. Yeah. Follow your heart and you'll end up alone. Yeah. It's a 16 track yep. LP yep. full of a lot of tracks that I've heard over the past couple years. Yep. Seeing I've been, you play, playing shows with you. You've been putting this together for a while, huh? Yeah, I think so. Everything in the album, it is listed like the track order is in the order that I wrote the songs or the order they were like conceptualized. Oh, no shit. Okay. And the first one, the data, um, I think Proceed had sent me like a rough draft of that beat in 2014. Okay. So it's been like a long time slowly coming and it like. Yeah, I was curious about the the track order because when I was listening through it, I had noticed that there are chunks that mm-hmm. are all like, oh, like it was like you and I alive or you and another producer and yeah. things like that. So yeah. that makes sense. This is kind of yeah. like moments in history. Yeah. And there's like a little zine that goes with it. And it's kind of like if you get the physical and um, it, I feel like that's the only way that it made it cohesive. And it just like. It's like the story of where my head's been at for the, like the last the four years of it's me writing it where it's like, oh, this is like some kind of leftover slow and steady stuff. This is like some heartbroken girl stuff. This is like you going on weird Tinder dates and this is you just writing like funny doo-doo rhymes now. Yeah. So it's like they, they're all <laughs> like it could have been a bunch of different EPs, but it's like whatever, dude, it's a full length. Here it is. So now with life. <laughs> How you you feeling like in like a more positive yeah I think so state I think so how's yeah. that affecting your songwriting um it's I, I think it's better I, yeah I write like way the songs are like just way more fun now and I don't like I'm not trying to like I don't know when I was younger I'm like this soul has a line it's like I used to rap like what's the meaning of life like a fucking white 19 year old white rapper knows the meaning of life okay and that's like what yeah. I was trying to do and then I'm like now I'm all like I don't know. I just want to write stuff that sounds cool. Yeah. That's like pretty much it. I'm in the same boat as you. I like think of a loose concept and then I'm just more into like doing weird, like weird rhymes and Mm -hmm. just kind of going off. I love like repeating like my rhyme patterns. Yeah. And just seeing how long I can do one. It's just, I don't know. 
I think it's fun. I noticed like there's a track on this. I think it's um, No Way Out. Okay, that's oh, a track yeah. where you have like the like yep, a kind same. of steady repeat pattern yeah. that like that one that track really stuck out to me a lot. I was just cool. thinking that because like you're rapping in sort of like a different, more low key voice, and like mm-hmm. it has like there's like a real steady locked in pattern. And yeah. I think the things that are cool about that as a song listener is that it feels more like a fully gelled together idea rather than just like, here's a verse that I wrote, like, mm-hmm. you know, a few months ago that I'm obviously just putting on top of a beat. Cause it just lines up, which right. is, I mean, I'm not dissing anything. I mean, that's a big part of what rap is, but I do like whenever like you can like hear something, you can kind of tell that. I mean, I'm just assuming that maybe you actually wrote to yeah, that beat no, specifically. That one was like, yeah, like I for mean, I wrote me, to all of them specifically, okay. but um, yeah, that one, I like was maybe like eight bars into it and I noticed like a pattern. I was like, too, it's too late to break it now. Yeah. It's like, yeah, so. I, that, that kind of stuff sticks out to me when like, I think it, it makes the whole flow of the song better. Yeah. And it was in three, four that beat is. And yeah. I had like a tough time rapping in three, four. And I really also couldn't get like another. Sure. I couldn't figure out another flow. It's fun flow. to do shit like that. There's another track on here. It's um Change. Okay. The beat on that is very like outside the box so yeah. it was like had a lot of fun listening to you on that track just yeah. seeing like how you manage this like very awkward slow <laughs> off tempo yeah i've been liking that slow stuff a lot man i don't know i definitely like went through a phase where i was like elevator rap dude that's like what i'm trying to like coin here <laughs> like i just want like super mellow slow shit and just like try to make it stylish somehow i think it works well with your voice Thanks, and man. like your vibe and everything that you do cool appreciate you know it's always it's like awkward like like there's the um what is it uh kids like us Mm -hmm. that track that has like the more kind of like modernized sort of beat which i understand is like intentional yeah in a way but like hearing you rap on that beat is very like like this is a fun experiment but it doesn't feel like a cody cody jones i know I, i i mean i like that stuff and it's fun to listen to and it's fun to do but um i definitely like need to do more of it i would love to do like an ep that's actually like trap like i don't know yeah i just want to try different styles and stuff like it's but, funny people are like oh dude this beat sounds like you and they're like send me something i'm like man this is like some dusty boom bap like it's sure. cool i love it but it's like i kind of want something different and to challenge me i don't want to like keep writing the same totally. i write the same song i just want them over different beats now yeah 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 <laughs> i understand that you know i think that there's something about your voice and your delivery whenever you have that space to kind of give that extra draw on things. Like, yeah. It really like it's like your voice like stretches out better when it is given that opportunity, which yeah. is really cool, cool. versus Thanks, like man. some people that sound better when they're rapping on like yeah. a mid tempo or faster, you know, and I, like and if they rap slow, it's like it sounds silly. Everybody just has yeah, I a think it, voice. it took me some time to like realize how to like rap slow and like because before I was just like jamming all these syllables into every bar. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I can't not be rapping for one bar. Now it's like, it's just cool, you know. I think it, it's you got to like just work with what's going to make the best song. And that's the perspective that I've really taken over the past couple years and yeah. moving forward. Like, um, I mean, I've never really been considered with being like a very flashy MC. Um, but it's like, for me, it's like, I just need to, I want these verse and like the rhythms of these things to be catchy Mm -hmm. in their own way. So then also like the hooks catchy, you want the verses to just stick in your head and create a rhythm and just a song, like 
what's the end product going to be? It doesn't need to be me like being this hyper technical MC. I just want to make a good song. Yeah. Not that I even have the ability to be a hyper technical MC. I'm very aware of. Yeah. But so also like if I wanted to do that, maybe I could. Maybe that's what I would be. I think it's important just to like do what you genuinely want to do versus what you think you should do based off of something other people have already done. Yeah. And it's also like um, I appreciate that you don't always have to be like the best technical rapper to like or best at any like art. You don't have to be the best out of it. You just have like a style. And if you do something wrong for long enough, it becomes yours. It's like, no, that's that's just the way I do it. Yeah. I just, and I like really appreciate that, that it's like it's open to anyone. You don't have to be the best. I think that you just need to be this is a fucking cliche. Uh-oh. Don't be the best. Just be yourself. Yeah. Right. No, that's just good, like, though. That's because true. like if hip hop or music in general is a conversation between the artist and the listener. Mm-hmm. It's like, what, what new thing are we bringing to that conversation? It would be like, you know, two people are talking about something like me and you are talking about sandwiches. <laughs> and then somebody walks over, comes, stands next to me and starts repeating all the same shit about sandwiches that I was saying to, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, I'd already had this conversation. That's kind of the way a lot of music can be when people are just doing shit that's already happened so what new conversation are you bringing to the plate yeah yeah i've had like a lot of fun being like a 30 year old rapper lately 31 (laughs) i guess yeah where it's just like realizing this is like uh a skill that's gonna like develop for the rest of my life and i'm always gonna be like experimenting things and trying new things and i finally like hit a point where i'm not i'm not trying to make a song that sounds like an aesop rock song anymore it's like i'm just trying to like do some weird stuff and like experiment and like make it my own like things that like people hear and are like that's distinctly cody you know you know it's funny is like thinking going back to that no way out track i remember that was like it really stuck out to me in the playlist of your album and there was part of me that was like why the fuck is this song so late (laughs) on the on the track list oh yeah yeah but now that when you had mentioned that it's kind of like in a chronological order now it makes sense and it's cool to see the, the the growth like the arc and yeah like the growth i definitely and everything. I, I couldn't have wrote that song in 2014 when i started I yeah just like the i don't know if you want to call it skill probably not but like whatever it was it's that more like, like mind the mindset yeah like where to recognize at. that pattern and like want to do that would yeah. not have happened before absolutely did you see juke records in bloomfield's going out of business yeah yeah i like haven't gone since it was black cat that i went there today i was like whatever you don't want to like and like everyone was flipping through the vinyls. I'm like, I want to go through these CDs. There's no one's over, no one's over here. But I felt like a nerd. I'm like, ah. People be like, dude, do you even have like anything to play those on? The CDs? Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like really like insecure and like thinking everyone's like making fun of me for like digging through the CDs. But I found some like kind of obscure rap stuff and I was like stoked. And it was like 75% off. So I found like a subtitle. Uh, CD he's like this really obscure rapper from like originally from Compton and then I think he moved to like SF or something I don't know but I found one of his CDs for 25 cents Damn! I was like I've never seen anything by him in real life before and it was like still sealed from 2013 fuck yeah I was like this is a score yeah I was like getting ready to give up too and that was the first one I found and I was with my girlfriend I was like oh I just got to rush. Like, I can't, I got to rush from finding this. I can't, well, I'm you not can't ready stop to leave. Now. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, if you need to leave me, it's fine. I'll be here. 
that that was it's been a, a while since i've been able to go digging through mm-hmm. stuff i'm always so fucking busy and i work a lot during the week yeah so i can't just do that you know that mid weekday sort of shuffle through shit but i remember like you know just like I would dig, you know, spend a fucking hour going through all the stuff, find one record, be like, God damn it. Yeah. Now I got to keep going. You never oh, yeah. know what else is going to be in here. Just like when you're ready to give up. And it's funny, like my, my brother's like not into that, into any physical media at all, really. But it's like, just like the thrill of like not knowing what you're going to find and then finding it. It's like, oh my God. And it's like, why don't you just, you wanted that? Why don't you just order it off the internet? I'm like. I didn't know I wanted it until it was like right in front of me. Like I'm holding it and it's sparking joy. Thank you sure. very much. <laughs> is that a Marie Kondo? Is that who it is? Riff? I don't know. Uh, the, the, uh, the, the Netflix. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen it, but that's what like, everyone's you know, been telling me. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 With your things. You're like, do I want this? Yeah. Does it spark hmm. joy? Yeah. That show is so wholesome and great. Really? Oh, I really like it. I, I do. Get on it. I've been finding myself as I've, gotten into my 30s as well in rapping which is a a good segue from where we were just at before um not has nothing to do with rap but just getting older i'm becoming a lot more like empathetic and understanding of the world around me and i'm kind of like chilling the fuck out and i'm finding Mm -hmm. peace in like very basic things yeah so that show tidying up yeah is the jam it's just so like Oh, yeah, like there's all this noise in the world. There's all this chaos. But really, all you need to do is like worry about your bubble, your family, your Mm -hmm. home, like these things that you work for. Actually take the time to enjoy them and respect them and, you know, appreciate it. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that gets overlooked now. I feel like we're always being told to be, you know, angered by this and sad about that and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And there's like a constant comparison from you to what everyone else like yeah. puts himself out as. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah. It's a goddamn nightmare. Yeah. And uh, there was something about that show that just made me really think like, yeah, like this is actually what life is about. Mm-hmm. This kind of shit, not all the noise. Like, yeah. That's because I mean, like, I don't know if I didn't have facebook or social media or the news throwing things in front of my face all the time i would be a pretty happy person (laughs) granted there are some things that are going on that are fucked up that we should know about yeah but there's a lot of like unnecessary stuff that's thrown in our lap all the time that is not it's not newsworthy but it it gets your friends pissed off and then all of a sudden you're caught up in some fucking yeah i like garbage through something I don't it was maybe like a year ago, I don't know. But I was like, you know what? I don't want to like put anything on the internet that's like negative. They're like, oh, I hate this. This this is bad. Oh, that's this the, restaurant sucks. Totally. Sucked. Yeah. Cause it's like, I don't know. It's like, why why do I want to like feel this? And like it annoys me so much when yeah. people do that. I'm all about venting. I'll like complain about things to my girlfriend and stuff, but it's like I don't need it to be on that's, the internet where it's like going to stay there and like other people want to see it and I be just, enraged by it as well. I don't understand how somebody could be so angry or bored or upset that they're just going to put an opinion out that nobody asked them for Mm -hmm. onto the internet just to spark up a conversation or start something or rustle feather like how can you not have anything else better to do i don't know like i feel like having that luxury to just be like oh i'm sitting around you know i got my fucking 
whatever, have my snack, I'm watching some TV, you know what? I'm going to complain about something. Yeah. Like, you're living a pretty chill life if, like, you've nothing else better to do but yeah. that. Yeah. Why don't you, don't take that for granted. Just be happy, you know, spend some time with your significant other. You know, if you got time to fucking tweet, you got time to skeet, you know what I'm saying? Go, go smash <laughs> one out. <laughs> I've never heard that before. I just literally thought of that. That's pretty good. (laughs) It's like, skeet before you tweet, man. You got to do it with like a clear mind. You can be like (laughs) tweeting some really things that people don't need. Oh, shit. So speaking of (laughs) records, this is your first vinyl release, right? First vinyl. For the new album. First full length as well. Okay. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you, man. Stoked. Um, With pressing the record. Uh Uh-huh. Was that a a financial nightmare for you? Oh, or yeah, did you for find- <laughs> sure. I, I like got approved for a new credit card, and I was like talking to someone. I'm like, I've always wanted to like play a show in Europe and put out a vinyl, and like I'm not getting any younger with this music stuff. And I like just got approved for this card, and I was like, and this hip hop blog was like scratch vinyl um, shared a thing. It's like, oh, if you go through this distributor, use this scratch vinyl code. And I was like, and I had been sitting on my full length for a while already, so I was like, oh really? Fuck it. I'm doing it. Charge it to the game. Killer. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not killer. No, not my best idea ever, but nah. it's like, whatever, man. I had to do it. And I'm like, no regrets. I'm, I'm so happy. I, did I think it. it's killer because, you know, it's something that you're passionate about. Yeah. And it's a memory that you're going to have for the rest of your fucking life. Mm-hmm. And that's like invaluable. Yeah. You can't put a fucking price tag on that. Yeah. Even if you're fuck, even if you still have, you know, a bunch of them copies. sitting in your fucking closet forever, yeah. like you still like this, you know, you have all those memories put together of you recording all those songs yep. on this fucking artifact <laughs> now yeah. that like, you know, it's a it's a it's like really like there's no better receipt for your work as a musician than to like have that fucking record and be like, yeah. look, I fucking did this from start to finish. Here we are. Yeah. Yeah. And you said I'm there's stoked. a zine that's coming with that. Yeah. Right. S- yeah. Can we talk um, a little bit about that? Yeah. So I, it's pretty much like I, I write things a lot and then I like, I get embarrassed of myself and I don't read back and like read over them and stuff. So it's kind of happened with that. But like I wrote like an introductory thing that like, this is my release, like these songs, like um just tell the story of like i said like where i was during it throughout these times like i had pretty much quit rapping as well when okay. i moved to philly i'm like i'm over it i don't want to do this anymore i had my quit rapping phase too yeah i was just like is this important like why am i doing this blah blah blah. and i like go through phases like that where i'll just like quit pretty much everything and see what comes back and it all came back i'm like <laughs> oh, i'm gonna quit drinking and quit making music blah 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 and here i am <laughs> doing all of them again so it is it's kind of a bummer to be like wow i'm like you know six to 12 months behind and where i should have been with all that but whatever but yeah so the zine there's like that introductory and then i scanned in my lyric sheets from every song and i like date everything and they're in there and then there's like a brief synopsis on like each song and just kind of like what maybe what it means to me now or what it meant to me then or something and like um i don't know like even now it's almost like a weird audio journal yeah even now it's like i'll i'll write songs 
And even before they come out, I'm like, this doesn't mean anything to me anymore. But I still put it out because I still feel like it's important to be like, okay, this is how I felt. And it's it's not for me anymore. This is like for... Sure. Like at the time when I wrote it, it was for me. Now it's if anyone else can like relate to this and compare to it or whatever, learn something from my mistakes. There you go. I relate with that 100%. Yeah. I have uh, a thing where like everything that I write is so personal mm-hmm. that there's some stuff that I don't want to do anymore just because it. Does, I don't even feel like the same person. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like I wrote yeah. that song. Yeah. And, and that's uh, good. That shows growth. Totally. You know? But then I've, I'm also in a, an awkward but fortunate position where like there might be a few people that are like, hey, like I like that song. Why mm-hmm. don't you play it live? Yeah. And it's like, well, fuck, you're one of the five people that comes to my shows. I guess, <laughs> yeah. I, you know. I should, I, it's like, and uh, who who are we to <laughs> deny a request? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So trying to figure that out and get over myself and understand that what it means to me is not what other people are getting out of it. Right. Yeah. It's like, this is what it meant to me, but it's really open to your interpretation. As long as you're like, not taking something super negative from it or like something like bad. I don't know. Something like, I don't know. Yeah. As long something as like as malicious as it doesn't, from doesn't it. Like paint a terrible picture of you or. Yeah. 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 Which I, I, I think I've always tried to write with a sense of, uh, I wouldn't say compassion, but I've never tried to write. I've never written anything with like a real, uh, like spite or, anger you know what i mean Mm -hmm. there's never been like a like a like a fuck you or blah 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 type of thing i have and it sucks that it's out there tight (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's not too out there it's like a very first thing i did you know there there might young kid shit i guess i gotta take it back there there, there's probably something that i said at some point in time but nothing in in recent memory that seems all that bad probably something about somebody that doesn't even matter anymore Mm -hmm. you know yeah (laughs) with being a 30 something now Mm -hmm. in in the rap game how do you take you know the current state of rap or hip-hop or what people talk about it as i don't know i'm like very much just like in my own lane i'm like these are the rappers i like this is who i follow people all the time like yo you listen to like 69 or like whatever i'm all like no, I yeah, don't know. Sure, and I, I hate being like, like that's whack. That's not real hip hop. Like I'm not like, I don't want to be that old corny guy that like, um, yeah, stop growing. And I try to if there's like something younger that I don't quite understand, and even if like it had been done, I'm like whatever. When I was doing what I was doing, I didn't like listen to every previous rap song ever. So I don't know. I really don't have much of opinion. I'm an opinion. I'm on in it. the same boat. It. I don't understand why people put any time into throwing negative energy out there about shit that's not made for them. Yeah. It's the same way that I feel about people that complained about like the new Ninja Turtles movies. (laughs) It's like, how are you going to be in your fucking thirties complaining about something made for 10 year olds? That's great. Yeah. That's a great comparison. And that's, that's like, yeah, it's like, you know, these fucking 17 year old kids that are rapping now they're making music for other 17 year olds, not your fucking 45 year old boom bap loving ass. It's not for you. Yeah. Just, it's really, I feel like it's super tough to make music for people drastically out of your age range. Yeah. And to like, tell, not only have like your audience grow with you, but maintain like a younger crowd or something. Especially it's now crazy. with 
all of the social attachments to music because of social media. Yeah. It's like, it's so much more than just the, the song now, mm-hmm. you know, it's really about like your whole persona as a whole is how people that don't know you connect with you. And that like, that's why a part of the reason why like somebody like Takashi six, nine got so fucking big. Cause he was just like this larger than life personality with all right songs. Yeah. <laughs> I actually remembered the point that I was going to bring up okay. before. So yeah. this has to do again with um a- aging and rapping and things like that, okay. which is like a good point yeah. of this whole conversation. Got those middle-aged rapper blues. <laughs> a lot of, you get a lot of people that worry that like, oh, I'm getting too old to do this. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, who who's going to listen to me? Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to realize like, I'm aging just the same as all the people that like the same shit that I like. Mm-hmm. Like there's going to be a fan base. That's your age. As yeah. long as you're just rapping to that fan base, you know what I mean? Like all the same people that liked Aesop rock when they were fucking 20, like it now when yeah. we're 30, yeah. Yeah, they're going to keep fucking liking it. Yeah. I think like, um, you might, you might outgrow the, like the 18 year old market, but at the same time, yeah. it's like, why the fuck do I want to hang out <laughs> with them anyways? It's not nothing against them. It's just like, they don't want me around. I don't want to be around them either. Yeah. You know, it's whatever. Um, yeah. I think rap was just like such a young thing, especially all these like weird subgenres of rap that I know at least I'm into. It was like so young and there wasn't older people doing it. So it was like, you would look and like the oldest rapper was like 35. Like, sure. If you don't, you're done. 35, uh-huh. you're done. But now it's, I don't know. That's I, another, I think every art you can and should grow with. That's another interesting point. Rap is such a young genre of music. Like mm-hmm. it's barely 50 years old. Yeah. And if you look at the trajectory of how long music's been a thing just throughout the course of human history. Yeah. 50 years is nothing. Yeah. So it's really funny to hear conversations from people talking about what rap is and isn't like what it should be, what it what it can't be, you know, like what it's the same thing with rock. Rock music is barely 100 years old. Yeah. And people were saying like, this is rock. That's not rock. But it's like, what the how the fuck do you know? Yeah. These these genres of music are way too young and they're going to continue to evolve. And I don't know why people don't encourage the change i guess people fear change yeah i don't know i have no idea (laughs) yeah and it's not really our point to figure it out because it's going to keep going past our existence on this plane i think you know find what you're into regardless of whatever genre or thing it is Mm -hmm. engage with it in a positive manner if there's something that you don't like don't waste energy on it yeah i don't why I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. You're such an agreeable human. Yeah, sometimes. Not always, but you know. It's yeah, I don't I don't know. It's just kind of going no back idea. to the the beginning of the conversation talking about, you know, I think this might have been before we were recording, but mm. uh having a hard time making time for everything that you want to do. Mm-hmm. It's just like Every I, don't, day. I don't understand why it's like I would never make time for negativity while I'm trying to juggle all these other things. Yeah. And also just appreciate the shit that I have, you know, I don't, I don't fucking like I got a job I don't hate and a house I like and like a, a girlfriend that's pretty chill. A yeah. lot of people don't have those things. Yeah. So you should be thankful for those things and then 
you know, the rap shits, whatever. I'll, yeah. I'll record some songs and put them out there. Maybe people will like them. I biked with uh, Ray Strife and Trenton one time and we like crossed that like Trenton makes the world takes bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we went and got some ice cream. So we like biked to this ice cream store and there was like this just older white trash dad and his kids. And he was just like yelling at them and like being like mad. I don't even know about what, just like something. But it's like, dude, how Ray brought it up. He's like, how is this not the best part of that guy's day? It's like you're wearing your crummy ass sweatpants. You probably just like worked all day, got off. You're like, let's go get some ice cream. And now you're like mad. Oh, the kid was just like spinning around in circles and the dad like flipped shit over it. Oh, sure. Come on, man. I don't know. It's like, just just be happy. Just try and be happy. I don't know. You're getting ice cream. Who's mad when they get ice cream? Somebody reposted. I think it was Tom Hardy posted some shit on Twitter. Okay. And it was just like, like, I, I don't understand how people don't realize it, you know, sitting at home by yourself eating a snack with nothing to do is fucking priceless like i don't understand how people don't realize that and it it truly is yeah like just being able to like oh i don't have to anything to worry about right now i could just fucking sit here and do nothing yeah and eat like a fucking reese's cup yeah like that's fucking tight yeah the days when i like plan ahead to do nothing i'm like this is incredible like i'm gonna try my best to sleep in and like try not to feel guilty about it when I get up and like I'm just going to yeah. eat and hang out and do nothing today. Because I normally just like schedule so much stuff for myself and like mm-hmm. every day I just feel like unaccomplished. I'm like, oh, didn't get enough done today. Like, all right, well, maybe I'll do a few things before work tomorrow. And then I just have this like endless uh, battle with myself to try and get everything done, knowing it'll never mm-hmm. f- fully be done. It's 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 really easy to forget that like those times that there's nothing going on, you kind of partially worked for that. Yeah. And you should like enjoy it while you have it. Yeah. But it is like, I mean, I mean, you're preaching to the choir when it yeah. comes to like I'm, you know, I'm the type of person that like I'll have like a, a list of stuff to do. Mm-hmm. And if I get everything done, I'm like, cool, let me get a head start on tomorrow instead yeah. of just fucking sitting down oh, yeah. and chilling the fuck out. I try to like set a time for myself. They're like, no matter what, 1030, you are done working on anything for the night. I had a uh, fucking like a couple Saturdays ago. It was a night. I didn't have a show or anything like that. And my girl, like we didn't fucking do anything. Like mm-hmm. she just fucking like took a bubble bath and I just like sat like on the floor next to her, just like reading a book mm-hmm. for like a fucking hour. Mm-hmm. And it was like, this is like the most fun I've had. And for fucking ever, like I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Her bath shit smelled all nice. There's a <laughs> candle. I'm just fucking chilling like tight. Like, you know, I like I worked for this. Uh-huh. You know, I worked hard to be able to not do anything for yeah. a night. Just fucking enjoy it. Yeah. I've also been not drinking lately. Okay. I know that. I, and like I have that that clarity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When you like you don't drink for like a month, you have that like fucking like you feel everything's like- in fucking focus. Yeah. I'm not planning on like not ever drinking again. It was just sort of a thing that I started doing. And like, I just don't want to drink unless I have some sort of a reason. Yeah. Like if it's like, oh, like I'm going out with friends, have a beer. That's a good reason to have a beer. Mm -hmm. But for me, it would just be like, oh, I'm at fucking home working on a beat. Have a beer. Bad reason to have a beer. Yeah. Especially when you do it every fucking night. And it's not it's never just one beer. You know, it's always a few. Yeah. And it's like, why the fuck did I gain 25 fucking pounds? Like, oh, yeah, that's probably why. Yeah. Yeah, I try to, like, not drink without a reason. 
And even sometimes though, how you're like, you earn to do nothing. Sometimes I'm like, I earn to sit on the couch and like drink a beer. Totally. I do that a lot. Like when skating and biking, if I like bike a lot or if I like skate and I like, I love skating. And then after like the session, if I had like a good day, I'm like, let's go get a drink. Fuck yeah. Like, that's I awesome. Earn this beer and it tastes like so much better. Yeah. And then it's just like, it's I, the shit. But I if think... I like didn't do anything all day and then it's like eight o'clock and people are like, you want to get a beer? I'm all like, oh yeah, you had a, you had a long fucking day and you're all like, Ugh, and then you drink a beer. Now you're even more like, Ugh. yeah, I think there's, there's just like a certain energy that goes into it. I know what you mean. That feeling like after you worked your fucking ass off and then like that nice cold fucking beer, just like, yeah. God it just, damn even it. Even just it's... like opening a can. Oh, that sound. You're like, oh. <laughs> Like, just give me a bunch of cans to open. That's, like, more refreshing than actually drinking it. Yeah. With um, the the release show and everything coming up, it seemed like you kind of based the show around a lot of people that were involved yeah. with the project. Yeah. Um, you got I Alive, who is a big part of the project. For sure. Uh, he recorded pretty much all of it. And, okay. like, him he and did Darko some production. Super, yeah. yeah, a lot of production, too. When I moved to Philly, I was like hanging out with, he was, he's like one of my best friends now, which is crazy to be like our age and like make a new best friend. It's tight. Yeah. But, um, so he, him and Darko the Super really like sparked me to make music and be inspired and just like go to a studio uh, and sit down, write a song, record it. I don't, I don't think I've ever met anybody as prolific as fucking Yeah. Darko is crazy. Yeah. It's, you can't keep up. Yeah. yeah, but that's it's just like how he lives, you know. It's so sick. Yeah, you know, it's no like, structure at all, too. Yeah, I, I asked him before. I'm like, do you have like a schedule? Like, you know, do you like get up and like work on music no, like this? Just... He's like, no, no, I, I don't do that. I was like, oh, okay. I feel like I totally get it. There's sometimes people will ask me about like my schedule and mm-hmm. like, how do you do everything that you do? And I'm just, I, don't, I just do it. Yeah. And I feel like it's the same thing yeah. with him, but it's just like, that's literally all he fucking does. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. So I alive, um, has a new release and pretty much, I don't know. A lot of times playing shows now is like, especially like traveling or like having your out of town friends come. It's just an excuse to see them too. It's like, we aren't going to get to hang out cause we live in different cities. So it's like him and his girlfriend are going to come out and hang out for the weekend and stay at my place. So he'll be on the show. Um, Nadon will be on it. My one Nadon's just been like my man forever. Yeah. And he has a beat on it. And then um, Eric Yeshke, who was like from Dreadnoughts, just uh, I couldn't have done a lot of projects without him because he just would like, he's like, yeah. oh, you want some beats? And yeah, his production's like, all over this. Yeah. He'll give me like 40 beats at a time. I'm like, <laughs> dude's like a machine. And he's in like super, just like really pro- prolific with like bands and stuff too. And just like, always making music and it's inspiring to see because he's i think almost 10 years older than me maybe i yeah. don't know and he's just like it, it's just like his life's work it's like yeah of course i'm gonna work during the day but I, i'm gonna make this music and i try to like pay him for stuff he'll like he's done like some mixing for me I'm like oh cool what do you want for it and he's like that's oh, okay it's it's like i can like dude please like please take my money yeah. he's like all right it's okay i'm like this is insane it's just nice to be like Sometimes you like will work with people like, yeah, well, you know, I think for some, that, pe- which is fine to pay. Like I'm all about artists getting paid and stuff, but it's just like not what it's about at all for him. He just has to do it. For some people, it's like the payment is just knowing that his work is getting 
it's getting finalized in some way. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You're going to rap on top of it. You're going to put it out there. And that's for some people, that's enough. Yeah. Especially once you get older, you know, like it's the same thing for me. There's a lot of people that reach out to me to for me to like help them with like art on a project or like video or something, you know, just like weird things. Yeah. And I'm never concerned with the payment. It's just a matter of like, I know how fucking hard it was for me to find reliable people when I didn't know anybody. So I try to be that person that I didn't have when I was coming up for people. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they can fucking just have something reliable or somebody reliable to work with, you know? Yeah. Okay. I thought maybe it was, I thought maybe it was my mom's been texting me. Not her though. Sorry. It's all good. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, being able to, I started like producing beats a little bit again. Yeah, I noticed you had a couple production credits on that. Yeah, album. yeah. Like the one, the two back to back. I think like "Don't Predict the Future" and "Honeydew." Those were with I Alive, right? Yep. I went out and just before I moved to Philly, I went and stayed with him for a weekend, and we just like he's like, "You want to make a beat?" I'm like, "It's been forever," but I took my guitar out there. So we like sampled some guitar and then just like mashed some buttons, made a beat, wrote a verse, recorded it. And he's like, you want to do another one? I was like, all right. And we it's, just like did it awesome. again. Yeah. And that really like it's funny. solidified me. I'm like, I should move. Like, this is crazy. I should do this. It's and, funny to think about like, because I remember whenever we played in Philly uh-huh. and you came to that one show when you were, show. you were living out there. Yeah, yeah. To think about like some of these songs were already existing in that time frame. Yeah. That was like maybe two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like, I'm like over the songs, which is that happens that's just too. how it goes. You got some, I'm sure you have some other stuff you've already been oh, working yeah, on though. Oh yeah, for sure. So it's, you know, there's time isn't that big of a deal. I think we have a lot more time than we allow ourselves to think we have. Everybody gets in that mindset of like i gotta do something now now quicker faster get Mm -hmm. it done blah 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 but you know taking two years three years to put out a project it's not that really big of a deal in the grand scheme of things like nobody's gonna care about it as much as you are so as long as you can break yourself out of that cycle there's really nothing to sweat but if you genuinely want if it, if it genuinely bugs you, then it just genuinely bugs you. But I also think that it's worthwhile to ask the question, like, you know, why does time bother me as much as it does? Yeah. Just blowing my mind, bro. Just blowing my mind. No, I know what you mean. Because <laughs> um, I definitely, like, I'm like, oh, my God. Especially, like, being around people like Darko and stuff. I'm like, it took me this long to put this album out, like, this and that, like... But I, I don't know. It just did. And I'm happy with how it came sure. out. So whatever. But I mean, you live two different lives. You know what I mean? He's he's producing his own stuff yeah. and getting it. You know, he's producing his own stuff, doing his own art, probably for a lot of the projects. Mm-hmm. And like he, he all the resources are there. So he could yeah. just be like, beep, beep, beep. There's a beat. Rap, rap, rap. There's a rap. Oh, there's a mix. There's an art. Yeah, there it that's goes. true, too. Rather I than do like, have like the delay of like, at the very least, a week between everything. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Which is, you know, no one's fault. And but you my just own, have, but I'm, you just I'm have other shit going on. Everybody has their own their own thing. Everybody's on their own path. So yeah. You don't. I don't know. As long as you're just happy. Yeah. As simple as that is, you know. Yeah. 
Are you happy, Cody? I'm working on it. I'm getting getting there, maybe? I don't know. You seem all right. I seem I feel all right. Thank you. What's the game plan uh, post-album release here? What are you going to do? Uh, not doing any tours. Um, I don't know. Just play shows. Um, I know in April I'm going to Austin. I want to, instead of like doing like a tour and seeing like every town for six hours, like some shitty venue, I want to just like go somewhere I want to go for a weekend and play a show while I'm there. Yeah. It, like I don't want to, I don't want to sit in a car, drive eight hours for a 20 minute set. I'm like, this is not the best use of my time. Sure. It's not, it, it gets to a point where it might not be worth it. Yeah. I mean, and it, for me, it, it's for worth, me. Exactly. It's, yeah, exactly. And I'm in the same boat as you. Yeah. And it's like, I work with my dad and I don't m- want to take that much time off work, you know? Yeah. Like I, f- he like depends on me. So it's like, I can't be like, Hey, cause he would be like, yeah, go ahead. I can't be like, Hey, I'm going on tour for two weeks. I want to make 30 bucks a night. Like, I don't know. Everything just doesn't add up. It, I don't know. Costs yeah. money. I'm in the same boat. I mean, if it's like the thing too, it was like if, you know, if an opportunity knocked on my door, it would be hard for me to not jump on it. Yeah. But I mean, when you are like, especially like, you know, you, for somebody in my position, it's like, I have this network of acquaintances and thinking about, all the time that I, and energy that I'm going to have to put into maybe making something happen. And then once it happens, maybe it'll turn out. All right. Mm-hmm. Like it's all these maybes. And like, I think I'm well past the point of being hungry enough to kind of just be like, whatever shows a show. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's very much for me. It's like, I, I maybe need to know if I'm going to maybe not be able to pay my rent, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Which is a bummer. It sounds like such a buzzkill. But at the same time, I think if I'm aware of it and I'm totally happy and stoked to just be able to be as productive as I can within the confines of my reality. Yeah. And just make the best of that. Yeah. Because I still I have, like I mentioned before, like a lot of things in my life that a a lot of people don't have. And I don't want to take those things for granted or throw something out the window for the sake of, you know, a tour yeah, or you got your nice apartment, which wouldn't be here if you were like touring all the time, Yeah, you know? Yeah. I went to race Rafe and I went and played in Rene France. And then we just hung out in Paris for like four days. And yeah. it was like terrific. I'm like, dude, this was like cooler than doing a tour through the Midwest and playing like every night. Like we just like, we're walking like 11 miles a day, just like all over Paris, just like checking shit out and played this like, actually super fun show in Renee and I don't know. I'm like, this is cool. And I had like a budget in mind before I went, it wasn't like, cause I'm like, bought my ticket, bought my Airbnb and the rest is just like spending cash like during the day. Yeah. And it was just way different than like, well, I don't know how much gas I'm going to spend this day. And like, there's always like the looming thing of like, what if my car breaks down? And then if you're like, I don't know, just everything. No, I think your perspective makes a lot of sense. And I've always, kind of kicked myself in the ass for not doing something like that when I am out of town. Yeah. You know, um, if we go on a a random trip somewhere for a weekend, it's like, it probably wouldn't be impossible for me to find one show to play. Yeah. While we're here. Yeah. I never do it, but it's tough to, are you saying like out of town, like with, with your girlfriend or something? Yeah. 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 
that's I feel like I would feel guilty doing that. Be like, all right, well, we're uh, here for two days. You want to sit in this venue for six hours sure. and like sit through maybe these painful acts. But if you're if it's somewhere where you know everyone and you're all friends, it's way different. But just like throwing a dart at a map and be like, oh, well, let's find a show in. I don't even some random place. I don't know. Sure. It can be painful. It's like one thing to subject myself to it, but it's another to like. It's like, hey, babe, you want to suffer for my art? Let's do Uh it. I think the thing that nags me the most about. Touring is honestly just the setup, which is obviously the hardest part, but Mm. all the communication and trying to get people to set it up and trust be like know that like i'm not walking into a total shit show yeah i think that's the hardest part and also too now that like i have the band it's not just me Mm -hmm. it's like i have three other people that need to call off work yeah and i want to make sure that like they're taken care of financially as a result of this i mean obviously i can't match their day jobs but i want to make sure that they get something yeah and like it's i don't know i need like a booking agent yeah and a manager and I, all that bullshit i find like if you can get a show and like a guarantee isn't even about the money it's like hey this just guarantees that you're actually going to try because so many times with like diy shows people are like oh sorry bro diy i was doing it all myself and i just didn't have time to promote it so here's you know here's a pickle jar with like 30 cents in it you know sure where if it was like said promoter is like oh my god i have to dish out this much at the end of the night like i need to make this happen there's there's something too that i think i should clarify i think when i'm talking about all like this touring stuff i'm really talking about like rap shit because Mm -hmm. with gray walker it's totally different really in terms of like gray walker we actually make money and we don't play a lot Hmm. but we make money like the band does well Mm-hmm. It's easy for us to get shows out of town. We make money at those shows. People Damn. buy a shit ton of merch. And it's just something to do with, like, I think the metal culture and, mm-hmm. like, you know, people are used to spending money. People are used to putting together a show that has a certain caliber of production because there's more that goes into it. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's so interesting, like, coming from that that world and then trying to operate in like a DIY rap world that's like a complete 180. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that like I'm spoiled, but yeah. it's like I know what this could be. Yeah. And it's really hard for me to put the same amount of time that I would into Greywalker hmm. and to like Sykes out of town when I'm going to get maybe one tenth of like the return from it. Yeah. And it's a fucking bummer, but I just think in general, it just has to do with like, DIY rap being kind of weird and it's dying. (laughs) It's clicky. Yeah. There isn't a whole lot of like welcoming arms to outside people. It seems in my perspective, whereas like metal is always like, Oh, there's a metal band from another town. They kind of sound like us. That's tight. Let's fucking play. Yeah. Whereas like in DIY rap, it's like, I don't give a fuck about people from out of town. It seems. I feel like there's something to be said whenever it's like a solo artist too. That's like, you're just way more vulnerable and everything comes back on you. And it's like way more personal and I pers- yeah, personal. And I think that's why there's like more of these like attitudes with it sometimes. Yeah. Cause it's I don't know, it's like someone could be like, Hey, Grey Walker sucks. You're like, Oh, that band I'm in sucks. But they're like, Sykes sucks. You're like, Do you mean me? Do you mean Brian? Do you mean Sykes? Like, What 
oh my god you know that's like a i don't know that's something i've i've felt for myself at least it's really hard to like especially now that i'm like got rid of my terrible rap name but um yeah it's like it's just way more personal and it's like hard to separate the two sometimes my art from the art i art, the artiste i could see that i definitely relate in that with sykes um the introducing the band has kind of changed that dynamic a bit yeah because oh, yeah. over the years like what sykes is is kind of like morphed into this ball of like chewing gum from a bunch of different places sounds because it's like there's like <laughs> sykes the rapper there's sykes the podcaster there's yep sykes the 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 weird vlogs there's yeah. sykes the uh uh i don't know other you know other there's like a, just a there's a a bunch of different things of what what sykes is yeah but Sykes and the New Violence is its own thing, and that's the band now. And most the majority of anything that I'm releasing as a hip hop artist is getting released under that umbrella. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. But sorry, I just, I just yawned. You you weren't boring me. I'm I'm just tired. It's all good. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a long weekend. It's a Sunday. Yeah, this is my second podcast I did today. Oh, really? Who's yeah. the other one? Uh, Brett Shoemaker. I know the name. Um, He's a promoter. Okay. I was looking for Roboto. Someone, yeah, I was looking for someone to work the door, and I hit up uh, Jackson, and he said he for my release show. And he's like, I can't do it, but hit up Brett Shoemaker. And I wasn't friends with him on Facebook, I don't think. And I he was like my next option, but I found someone. Tight. But yeah, I don't know if I know him personally, but cool. Is Sundays your days to record? That is. It's, it's... Do you normally do two a day? Yep. Every other Sunday, I do too. Okay. And I, the the plan now is I release episodes on Mondays. Okay. So I record an episode at three and seven. Okay. In between those, I edit the episode that gets released tomorrow, which Damn. I had recorded the previous week. Okay. And then I only do that every other week. Okay. And I have it set up so that I'm always like one episode ahead. That's awesome. Yeah, I definitely fell off with my uh, podcast. I was doing like the throwaway days. For yeah, a I remember. While. And yeah, you had the the zine and everything. Yeah. Yeah, but it just got like, it got really overbearing, like uh, like emotionally. <laughs> like I did that interview with Ray Strife, and he got like super open. I'm like, word, cool. But I felt like in a weird position because he's like telling me this personal stuff. I'm like, I don't know if I'm like qualified to take this information you know like i don't know to tell you what's what's best with this sure and then the next one i did was with kid dead who i'm also friends with but yeah. like the episode started and he was like pretty much like a few minutes into it he's like was in jail and his he was in jail for selling drugs to an undercover cop and his mom passed away while he was in jail i was like this is heavy like I don't, I don't know what to do with this information. Sure, and I don't know. That just kind of like turned me away from it for a little bit. I'll still do a couple once in a while that are like um, playlist ones because I'm like, I just love this weirdo indie rap stuff, and I'm like, I want to share this. I want people to hear it, and like, I don't know if people listen to it because luckily I don't really check my stats, but um, I don't know. So I really backed away from like the interview thing, 
because it, it was, I don't know, it was just a lot. Do you ever feel like that? Do you feel like people are unloading like a lot of information on you? No. Okay. No. I, I, it's happened, but I don't, I don't unwelcome that, that sort of conversation. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't really seem to come up a whole lot. Yeah. Um, the only time I ever regret doing this is whenever like I talk to people or people go out of their way to hit me up to be on the show. Okay. And then uh, this isn't, I know. This, I, know <laughs> I was like, I know. oh my God. Well, no, the majority, I would say like 90% of the episodes that I do now are ones that people hit me up. Okay. And I'm like just trying to keep up with people that want to be on the show. Yeah. But there's been occasions when people ask to be on the show and then they come on and like they have nothing to talk about <laughs> like and then or people come on the show and like they don't help promote the episodes that they did or anything yeah. like that and it's like what the fuck was the point of this yeah you know yeah, like I, I don't hit me up to come on the show if you don't want to talk mm -hmm. and also you know don't hit me up to come on the show just assuming that like i have this huge network of things and i'm gonna actually help you sell your fucking record yeah like that's not what this is like yeah, you know it's, and it's on a the two way street it's a, yeah you got to it's like a show yeah. like uh nobody's going to come to the show if you don't fucking tell them about it yeah. it's not always the it's not 100% the promoter's job to get people in the fucking yeah, door yeah and it's like i had this with like acts a lot too like oh it's like dude I, you know who knows who your fans are you i don't i'm not going to like call your cousin be like hey guess who's playing a show like i don't even know how to reach them dude there's so many people in pittsburgh like i'm putting up flyers at like venues and music shops and this and that and like but you can reach your fans better than i can it's not that fucking hard yeah it's not that hard to to shoot some people a message yeah. and invite it's one thing to like if people don't come but yeah. like i can i can it's not that hard to tell when people aren't trying yeah it's it's super obvious. I don't I don't send out like uh, personal messages anymore. I'll just like I put it out. I'm like it's all out there. The information's there because I feel like guilty if I'm like doing a show. I'm like, hey dude, come to my show. And like these people will come out, and I'm like super thankful. But it's say say it's someone that like doesn't make music or doesn't do anything. I'm like, how do I like return this favor and like support you as well? I'm like too emotional. I'm too be, emotional. That's for this, maybe man. being a little bit too empathetic. Yeah. Maybe, but probably, I, I totally but it, get that. Yeah, I, I there's been times when I invite you know people out to shows, not expecting them to show up, mm -hmm. and then they show up, and I almost feel obligated to like hang out with them mm -hmm. or keep them company because I know they're really outside of their element. Yep, it's exhausting. Like, I don't know, especially I do if that you too. get somebody that doesn't normally come to shows, like out yeah. to the rock room or something, like some real outside yeah. the box place. You're like, yeah. whoa, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it can be like just trying to like talk and be like, oh my God, what's up? How you doing? That's why I've been like hiring a door guy too because that would like make it even more. I'm like, dude, thank you so much for coming. Five bucks. Totally, it's yeah. Like, Man. It's and I'm like a bleeding heart. If they're like, oh, I thought, I'm like, uh, 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 yeah, no, it's cool. Go I ahead. remember one time you were throwing a show at the rock room Yeah. and I came and I remember I walked up to you like with the money Yeah. and you thanked me for yeah. paying. Yeah. And I was like, why are you thinking? You're like, it's always so awkward asking my friends for money. And it's yeah. like, dude, like I understand like this money isn't for you. This is for the people that are fucking playing. Take yeah. the fucking money. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I booked Yoni Wolf and Serengeti at um, Roboto and it was like 
during a time when I was doing a lot of shows at Rock Room and like, dude, locals at Rock Room were like, I drink here all the time. I'm not paying to get in. I'm like, yo, it's rap. You don't even like rap. Why do you even want to sit back? Just sit up front. What are you doing? They're like, I'm going to sit back here. I'm like, whatever, man. Fine. You want to be a hard ass about it? Go ahead. And then I booked the show at Roboto and like all these like super nice like Yoni Wolf and Serengeti fans are like, here's $10. Thanks for booking the show. I'm all like, this is a dream. Like, what is happening here? <laughs> I'm like, thank you for coming. How did you find out? This is crazy. Yeah. But I don't know. This is how it goes. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we can wrap it. I think yeah, we man. did the thing. Cool. Yeah. We I appreciate chatted you. about the album. Yeah, th- yeah. Thanks for having me back out again chatted about hip-hop hey you know anytime hey man it's i find i feel myself i'm getting back into it but for a long time i felt really disconnected from uh the rap scene or the hip-hop scene just Mm -hmm. because i wasn't i wasn't playing any shows i wasn't going out to anything and yeah you know uh, i i'm trying now to kind of start peeking my head back into shows and throwing shows and playing shows and all that stuff. And just, it seems like nobody's really doing anything consistently right now. It's like really? a whole bunch of pop-ups yeah, here and there. Random one-offs and stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I know I would love to go to more shows than I do. Like there's definitely a few shows that I've missed recently that I'm like, like even the show last night, how I said like head trip and Baker and all those guys were in town. Yeah. They hit me up to book him the show, and like Baker's my man. I'm like, yes, I want to book this for you. I'm like, when? And then I'm like, dude, that's the day after my girlfriend's birthday. She's like having a party. Then I, I can't. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's just tough. As you get older, you have like other obligations and stuff. But I, I definitely, I like going to shows. I don't know. It's just tough, tough to find the time. Someone hit me up and told me to go to their show on like a Monday, and I was like looking at the flyer. I'm like, oh, sick. It says the doors are at seven, probably start at eight, maybe be over by 11. I'm like, I could be in bed by midnight at this show. And he just looked at me. I'm all like, what? He's like, dude, I don't go to bed till like 6 a.m. I'm like, dude, I'm not going to your show. <laughs> it's like, I, I, I can't hang. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. Well, shit. You know, I'll do my outro and all that stuff. Okay afterwards on this stuff so uh you know uh follow your heart and you'll end up alone (laughs) available on the internet cody cody jones that is the vinyls out now it's on bandcamp spotify yeah it'll be on spotify but all that stuff yeah i messed up my processing so it's a little late but it's on bandcamp for now and i'm sure by the time this drops it'll be most digital outlets yeah check it out if you're a fan of uh indie rap and interesting production there's some pretty cool stuff thanks on the project and i wish i could say i did more of it but i'll I'll take the compliment congratulations you You picked the stuff out so yeah you got that at least you took the time to make the friends with people that make cool music so yeah (laughs) that's a good way to look at it well yeah thank you cool man thanks for having me appreciate it you're very welcome and goodbye and that is all folks thanks so much for listening i hope you enjoyed the conversation Shout outs again to Cody Jones for coming on the show. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Blah, blah, blah. I'll be back again next week with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2019. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening. And be sure to like, 
subscribe, rate, review, do whatever. If you're still here, you enjoyed this episode and you know, you're not connected with me in any sort of a semi-permanent way on whatever social media platform you choose, go out of your way to do that. I think that would be really kind. Yeah. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Have a good day. Peace out.